Could sharing something on social media make you liable? Hmm. Breaking a commandment in scripture. Hmm. You might see that today in Exodus chapter 23. You're listening to Between the Lines. I'm Junior. And I'm Scott. And uh, if you're struggling even getting through these chapters, uh, you know, again, we've talked a little about this. It, It can be a little difficult when we're applying God's moral law now to the regulations given directly for the nation of Israel. And that's what most of this is. These are the details of Moses' law. Well, and it's hard to read this, Dad, and just kind of be like, why are we here? I mean, there's so Mm -hmm. much in the New Testament, you know, that we can apply. But this is is also to where we can be frustrated with our own own take on Christianity Mm -hmm. in that we always want the easy route. We always, you know, we we want what's fun. Yeah, middle of Exodus isn't too fun, but this is still the word of God. And this is what God calls us to do, to wrestle. And we know that Jesus knew this law inside and out, and it does shed a lot of light on our understanding of the New Testament by getting to know even the less enjoyable passages in the Old Testament. Yeah. So a lot of details here, but I think it's also helpful. We're going to be learning about justice here in chapter 23. Yep. I'll go ahead and get started. I don't know. Did we say this is between the lines? I hope they know what they're listening I to. I think so. I, mean, yeah, I think you're junior, and I think I'm Scott. So yeah. I'm not sure if we said that, but that's who we are. Verse 1, chapter 23. You must not pass along false rumors. You must not cooperate with evil people by lying on the witness stand. Well, there's your social media thing right there. Yeah. I think sometimes we can share something because we get passionate and people get very emotionally uh, charged on Mm -hmm. social media. And we just find something that maybe backs up a politic or a feeling of ours. And so we hit that share button. But if it's not accurate information... We are yeah. bearing false witness. And you're responsible for that information. So you can't say, yeah, but I didn't know. It sure seemed like it was true. Yeah. No, you're responsible to, f- you, you should not be sharing anything unless you absolutely know that that's true. You, you bared that false witness. Yeah. You didn't create it, but you bared it. Right. And the same way when you're whispering with your friends and just talking about, well, but I heard this though. I, I heard this about that situation or their marriage or, you know, whatever. Yeah. You must not follow the crowd in doing wrong. Whoa, is that good? You must not follow. You can't ever blame the crowd for doing the wrong thing. Parents, you can't say, well, my kid's a good kid, but he just hangs out with the wrong friends. No, he's choosing those friends. So um, you mu- this, is, this is the law. You must not follow the crowd in doing wrong. When you're called to testify in a dispute, do not be swayed by the crowd to twist justice. So you know what they call that. That's, you know, you know, there's that movement of all people wanting the same thing, and we tend to uh, want to agree with the people we're around. Group think. Yep, group think, and do not slant your testimony in favor of a person just because that person is poor. So you don't you don't just go for the underdog because he's the underdog. Our our thoughts ought to be true and right, and justice means justice for all. If you come upon your enemy's ox or donkey that is straight away, take take it back to its owner. If you see that the donkey of someone who hates you has collapsed under its load, do not walk by. Instead, stop and help. I like that. In a lawsuit, you must not deny justice to the poor. So you're not to deny justice to the poor and you're not to show favoritism to the poor. Either way, um, we're, we're to be just and right and fair in all of our dealings. Be sure never to charge anyone falsely with evil. Never sentence an innocent or blameless person to death. For I never declare a guilty person to be innocent. Take no bribes, for a bribe makes you ignore something that you clearly see. A bribe makes even a righteous person twist the truth, which is interesting. There's a lot about bribes in the book of Proverbs and how they sway. And this was a culture where everything was based on bribery. And and you can go to a lot of countries today where you can't even, you, you can't get anywhere or do anything without giving bribes to public officials. That's how this ancient world was. But mm-hmm. here he's saying, no, you're to be different. You're mm-hmm. to be set apart. 
And uh, you must not oppress foreigners. You know what it's like to be a foreigner for you yourselves or once foreigners in the land of Egypt. So don't take advantage of the fact that they're new. And and what they're what they're talking about there is somebody who doesn't know your customs and doesn't know your country mm-hmm. and doesn't know your currency. Don't take advantage of them. Yeah. And, and the reason I bring that up is because I've seen some people completely miss interpret this or i would even say abuse this first by backing up a politic to say like you know well we, we need to help these refugees or those refugees and if if we're not fully open or fully paying for them then we're breaking this verse yeah. and it's not that's not what this verse is they use saying. this to form their opinions on immigration policies yeah. and things like that but israel also had some some pretty strict immigration laws they did allow for foreigners and for people to immigrate but um they also built walls around their cities and protected themselves from uh, the the nation from being corrupted. Yeah. All right. Uh, plant and harvest your crops for six years, but to let the land be renewed and lie uncultivated during the seventh year. Then let the poor among the harvest, whatever grows on its own, leave the rest for wild animals to eat. The same applies to your vineyards and olive groves. Yeah, we still do this today in farming. Yeah. It's actually a very wise move, rest. right? It was yeah. enabling those fields to continue to produce. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but on the seventh day, you must stop working. This gives your ox and your donkey a chance to rest. It also allows your slaves and the foreign live, uh, foreigners living among you to be refreshed. Pay close attention to all my instructions. You must not call on the name of any other gods. Do not even speak their names. I'll let you take over. Each year you must celebrate three festivals in my honor. And I love that God tells us to party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of times we see like God being a, a God of, you know, no partying. And no, God calls for parties. And this yeah. is where he's calling he for parties. It. And the reason he, one of the reasons that he calls for parties is this is a way to pass it, our values onto the next generation. Yeah. Now bear in mind when sometimes when people use the word party, oh, we really partied all night. Well, they're talking about getting stoned and drunk and, you know, all that stuff. Oh, yeah, but that's that, a good that's way not, to party We're, we're talking about celebrating and enjoying, enjoying the gifts God's given us. First, celebrate the festival of unleavened bread. For seven days, the bread you eat must be made without yeast, just as I commanded you. Celebrate this festival annually at the appointed time in the early spring in the month of Abib. And which is Passover, by the way. This yeah. is the festival of Passover. For that is the anniversary of your departure from Egypt. No one may appear before me without an offering. Second, celebrate the festival of harvest when you bring me the first crops of your harvest. So that would also be in the spring. Mm -hmm. Uh, That would be the time that Jesus rose from the dead. Mm -hmm. Jesus rose from the dead on the day that that started. Yeah, Yeah, it was really cool. He was the first fruits. He was the first first of the harvest. First out of the ground. Finally, celebrate the festival of final harvest at the end of the harvest season when you have harvested all the crops from your fields. That's at, in the fall. At these three, and in fact, I, I know some rabbis, some uh, messianic rabbis who mm-hmm. believe that Jesus will come back because um, there's always oh, these the festivals that'll. So we don't yeah. know the day or time, but he's, they're like we kind of think it might be around the, <laughs> That's the good. final harvest. At these three times each year, every man in Israel must appear before the sovereign, uh, before the sovereign, the Lord. You must not offer the blood of my sacrificial offerings together with any baked goods containing yeast, and you. And do not leave the fat from the festival of offerings until the next morning. As you harvest your crops, bring the very best of the first harvest to the house of the Lord your God. You must not cook a young goat in its mother's milk. That's kind of funny. This is that's one of the biggest questions, you know. And in seminary, I, I heard it all the time. <laughs> you know, why would that be part of the law? We don't know. You know, why would you not cook up? I mean, I don't know. There's just something that other than just gra- like cruelty. You wrong. Yeah. Cruelty to well, cook animals. Up, you know, in its mother's milk just seems wrong. But they also think that that was part of some kind of a pagan practice mm. in their false worship. And so that may have played a part in it. Yeah. Because why would you even think of doing that otherwise? Yeah. Right. 
See, I am sending an angel before you to protect you on your journey and lead you safely to the place I have prepared for you. Pay close attention to him and obey his instructions. Do not rebel against him, for he is my representative and he will not forgive your rebellion. If you are careful to obey him, following all my instructions, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and I will oppose those who oppose you. For my angel will go before you and bring you into the land of the Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Canaanites, Hivites, and Jebusites, so you may live there, and I will destroy them completely. Hey, I would have pronounced all of those words exactly the way you did. I think that's the first time we totally agreed on pronunciation. Oh, really? No, I said them fast. So that yeah, you way to go. catch them. <laughs> <laughs> you must not worship the gods of these nations or serve them in any way or imitate their evil practices. Instead, you must utterly destroy them and smash their sacred pillars. Oh. You must serve only the Lord your God, and we kind of we we do see how much God cares about mm-hmm. um, not uh, adopting the negative or bad culture practices around us. And I think Christians are guilty of that. We I, I see professing Christians nationwide just caving constantly because of cultural pressures. Yeah, we're so fearful that this world isn't going to that our message or our beliefs are not palatable to them. Yeah. Yep. And that should not, that should be the least of our concerns. Well, yeah. First of all, it should be, is this pleasing to God? Well, you drive by how many church, I mean, it, we're getting to the point where it's most churches now have rainbow flags yeah. out front. Yeah. And, uh, and it's the first sign of an emptying church mm-hmm. um, it, in it reality. Is. And it they is. do it because it's like, we want to fill the church, but really there's no blessing in that. This culture, instead they're craving for something to stand up and be different. Yeah. You must serve only the Lord your God. If you do, I will bless you with food and water and I'll protect you from illness. There will be no miscarriages or infertility in your land and I will give you long, full lives. I'll send my terror ahead of you and create panic among all the people whose lands you invade and I'll make all your enemies turn and run. I'll send terror ahead of you to drive out the Hivites, Canaanites, and Hittites, but I will not drive them out in a single year because the land would become desolate and the wild animals would multiply and threaten you. I will drive them out a little at a time until your population is increased enough to take possession of the land. And I will fix your boundaries from the Red Sea to the Mediterranean Sea. And from the Eastern Wilderness to the Euphrates River, I will hand you over to the people now living in the land and you will drive them out ahead of you. Make no treaties with them or their gods. They must not live in your land or they will cause you to sin against me. If you serve their gods, you'll be caught in the trap of idolatry. Now we do see... In Joshua, later on, Joshua, they mm-hmm. go into the land. They don't drive everybody out. No. And you still see that kind of biting them today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And particularly in the southern southern Israel, they did more so. And this is why, I mean, Judah was, was the only of the tribes. Well, Judah and Benjamin together. And then, the, of course, the Levites were scattered around all of Israel but because they, they were the priestly tribe. But that was the area that was preserved because that's where they did drive out those these nations that he says they are to drive out. Yeah. Up north, in the northern sections, they allowed many of them to not just remain, but then we also know from archaeology, they adopted a lot of their practices. And so mm-hmm. the idolatry, particularly in the north, but it also crept into the south as well. But the idolatry, they allowed for the idolatry to creep into their culture and caving into culture is what led to their downfall. Yeah. And I don't want to get too political here, but since we are reading it and with what's happening and it has been happening in Israel, there's a, there is a lot of false information out mm-hmm. there about um, Israel and, and taking the, you know, the land away and um, almost Israel being the, the big bad, the big bad guy in the Middle East. But the reality is, is that there is no other nation on this planet who has been serving the same God with the same practices under the same name and the same language than Israel. Yeah. 
and we're and there's these practices that we're reading about right now are still in place yeah in their culture all right let's get over to proverbs and we are in proverbs 2 in proverbs 2 i've got verse 20 it says follow the steps of good men instead and stay on the paths of righteous of the righteous now we do follow god jesus is the one that we actually follow but at the same time the people in our lives make a big difference and who we look up to for advice and whether or not we like to admit it, we do look to other people for advice. Sometimes it's just the TV shows and the movies that we watch or the music we listen to. That stuff is constantly going into our heads and we live our lives because of the things that we are hearing and seeing. And so here the wisdom author Solomon is saying, pay attention to the people that you are following. Who is it that you look up to most? Who do you follow after? Who are you, who's your example when, and you're trying to mimic people. You are, we all are. You wouldn't dress the way you'd still be, you'd be wearing a robe and sandals if you weren't mimicking people. So we do, we dress the way other people dress. We look the way we wear our hair, the way other people wear Talk their hair. The way. We, yes. Yeah. I mean, even our language, everything. The real question is who is it that we are following? Who is the example for us? Who is our model? Jesus first and foremost, but it better be other absolutely committed, God-loving Jesus followers who have the greatest influence in our lives. Otherwise, we're headed for a downfall. Yep. All right. Well, it's November 2nd, which is National Men Make Dinner Day, <laughs> which means carry-out restaurants yeah. will be very busy today. <laughs> There's a lot of guys who are great cooks, but Actually, not in I like my cooking. household. I'm, not, you, a you're great, better than I'm me. not a great cook, but no. I like it. I like yeah. cooking. You're pretty fun. good on the on the grill. And, yeah. you know, I'm a smoker. On the smoker, yeah, that's yeah. that's right. But yeah, my wife wouldn't celebrate this day. This would not be a celebration for her, unless you did carry out. Your mom wouldn't. Uh, yeah, your mom wouldn't love that. <laughs> we may we may go get dinner out tonight. Okay. Well, it's also National Stress Awareness Day, so maybe those two go hand in hand. I think so. If I was <laughs> if I was cooking dinner, I'd be stressed out. Linda would be so, stressed so out she. trying to make herself eat it. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, make it a good day. We'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, God bless. Yeah.